Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nodes in the Net, the special holiday edition of the weekly tangential irreverent podcast that caters to the interests of liminal trickster mystics like you. And uh, today uh, I'm going to be doing, like I said, a special holiday edition uh, because it is the end of the year and we're doing like kind of a a seasonal break uh, in Nodes in the Net that will last until the first week of January when I'll be releasing some episodes with some guests that I am very excited about and can't wait to share with you. Uh, But I am going to wait because I'd like to produce a more consistent product, and I think that the best way to do that is to provide myself with some buffer and make sure that I'm scheduling with people when I'm not like competing with their families, competing with my own family, and competing with the weather from hell. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to be doing that uh, coming next year. Today, uh, you know, this is part two of the holiday hiatus of Nodes in the Net. This one is about, you know, the origins of the Creek Masons as they are today. I'm going to be reading from the Who We Are essay that was one of the first things I wrote for creekmasons.com. It's now up on creekmasons.substack.com along with all of my other writing. And uh, now, uh, at this point, some of the writing of my fellow Creek Masons, your fellow Creek Masons, our fellow Liminal Trickster Mystics. Uh, We're going to be publishing some Lunar Lunacy stuff this Friday, so keep an eye out for that. Very exciting, as per always. Uh, But today, I wanted to focus on this Who We Are essay. It is, uh, you know, I asked the tarot, I asked last week too, last week I asked whether I should read this essay first or the uh you know the mental appendage which is still on sale although no longer free for that black friday deal uh so you know check that out at but uh so last week i i drew justice and that's why i decided to read that essay first because it's kind of about the legal system and legalizing marijuana uh today i drew the five of swords uh which in crowley's deck is known as the lord of defeat uh, kind of an ominous card to draw before uh, publishing something to the you know broader audience of the world. It's a little bit disconcerting, uh, but I'm going to roll with it. I think that it is something that I should probably directly address, which is this break uh, feels a little bit like a tactical retreat, as I like to say when I'm playing Wordle, and there's too many guesses available uh, for the remaining letters, and I, I just haven't knocked enough letters out yet. Uh, so, you know, that situation when you're playing Wordle, and there's like two gray squares and three green squares, and there's like a hundred options that it could be with your remaining letters. You do a tactical retreat. You uh, forget about what you've already guessed, and just pick a word that contains as many of the gray letters as possible to try and knock out uh, all of those. And then you uh, you know, nail it on guess five instead of on guess six or never at all. Uh, so that's kind of, I, I feel like that's the kind of retreat. That's the kind of defeat that we're looking at with this, uh, holiday hiatus situation that we're doing over at the Creek Masons. And by over at the Creek Masons, I guess I should just say over at nodes in the net, over at my house, over at my creative 
uh, capacity. Because <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of, you know, this card, it's a, it's a guy uh, in the foreground who's kind of looking a little smug collecting swords from the ground while he uh, looks at two others who are farther in the distance uh, amidst a stormy sky. The man farthest in the distance appears to be, uh, you know, weeping. And the man in the middle uh, looks maybe a little bit compassionate for the weeping man in the distance. Uh, so this this guy in the front, this like smug dude who's collecting all the swords, I think is probably the the victor of the battle, and the other people have lost friends. And you know, it does represent a lot of how I've been feeling lately about my creative endeavors. It does represent how I've been feeling about myself, uh, particularly today. It's been a rough day. You know, you start making things, you start making podcasts, you start making a blog, you start making a creative collective, a community, a coven of Creek Masons, and you start to feel like maybe there's a little bit more responsibility than there would be if this was just a hobby. You start to feel like maybe being a Creek Mason means a little bit more than, uh, you know, just a side hustle. Like it, it might actually be something that you turn to as a primary source of income. And I think that the algorithm in Substack kind of prioritizes content that tries to draw you toward writing more consistently and toward creating more content for the platform because that's how the platform thrives. And so I've got myself in this like mental trap where I've uh, achieved what I set out to achieve, to be quite honest, which you'll see in this essay, uh, I set out to achieve the objective of making at least one person feel a little less alone. And I've done that. That person is me. I feel less alone as a result of the Creek Mason community that sprung up on Discord. And I know that there are other Creek Masons who value that space. And I'm eternally grateful to them for contributing their energy. People are People sometimes tell me, you know, they love the energy that I'm putting into the world and, and the, you know, the Creek Masons community is something that they really value and, and feel great about. This sounds like I'm sucking my own dick, but I'm really not. What I'm trying to say is that it has very little to do with anything that I generate. I, uh, I am a human design projector. Uh, which means that I have a pointing aura that I kind of jam into other people's aura and I pump them up when they're already generating energy. And so that, I mean, like that's, that's kind of all that I'm, all that I'm responsible for in the Creek Mason community when it comes to uh, cultivation of energy, when it comes to collaboration, it feels more like I am amplifying the energy of others. Uh, Really at this point with just seldom comments here and there. It seems like a pretty self-sustaining ecosystem. And it's so exciting to see that. I, I feel like there are liminal trickster mystics who are less alone as a result of the Creek Masons community. And I feel so proud and honored to be a part of that. And so this feeling of defeat that I'm experiencing doesn't seem to be founded in reality. It seems to be founded in a capitalist brainwashing that is uh, perpetuated by the algorithms of Substack notes. <laughs> it's basically like, oh, look at me. I just got to a thousand followers and here's the 10 tricks that you need to follow in order to 
uh, be just as successful as me. And, you know, you're going to be a full-time author and stuff like that. And maybe that is in the cards for the Creek Masons in the future. Maybe there's a liminal metamodern business bureau style solution to our financial struggles. And we can like turn to this as a real job. Maybe that is something that we should genuinely aspire to and have ambition around. However, in these moments, in these dark winters where the sun, it's like 440 right now and the sun is already setting. In these moments, it's time for contraction and it's time to accept that it's necessary to do a tactical retreat and just read a little bit of an essay uh, that I wrote a long time ago in order to give you, hopefully, a solid foundation in understanding what the Creek Masons are all about and what Nodes in the Net is all about. So you might have heard this before if you have been listening to the podcast for a really long time, uh, but I think it's it bears repeating, and I'll, I'll also include the introduction to the canonical Creek Mason pieces um, as well, which is how I recently published this essay on on the Substack. Uh, so I'm I feel pretty good about this actually. I've managed to ramble for a full ten minutes, and uh, I think that I I said what I needed to say. Uh, so I'm feeling much better about this than I was when I tried to record last night and and just completely failed. So that's why the episode is late. Uh, please forgive me. <laughs> I'm trying to be consistent here. All right. Enough rambling. Let's get to reading this essay called Who We Are from the Canonical Creek Mason Pieces at creekmasons.substack.com. One-off adventures and sitcom hijinks are fun, but don't multi-episode arcs get you just a little extra pumped? They do for me, always have. I can locate the fluttery origins of this feeling to kindergarten me, munching dry Fruit Loops 10 inches away from a CRT TV, playing the Aladdin series back-to-back-to-be-continued chapters. It continues to the present day, despite the characters belligerently breaking the fourth wall with chagrin dissatisfaction. Every time one airs, my favorite Rick and Morty episodes are often the ones that develop the serialized plot of the show. I also watch shows that aren't cartoons, I promise. Point is, I've begun to notice that there are a subset of essays on the Creek Mason's blog that might be considered canonical in the goofy, self-effacing way Rick says it, rather than some pretension toward biblical levels of cultishness. The first such essay follows in just a few minutes, titled Who We Are. It's a repost from the old Creek Masons blog that I feel is important to bring to Substack, given we're at almost six months and 100 subscribers, and not everyone here knows the origin of the name Creek Masons. I think that's also true of you listeners, uh, you know, as an aside, you listeners to Nodes in the Net, you, you should also uh, feel grounded in the origins of the Creek Masons if you haven't fully explored the archives. Uh, so I think that this hiatus is worthwhile. Uh, So after the Who We Are essay I'm about to read, the next one is a big welcome to JT. It explores the expansion of the Creek Masons, containing additional reflections of our Creek of origin and the thrones that were built there, as well as the announcement of JT joining the ranks of Adeptus makers who participate in governance and contribute their own unique arts and services. Please follow JT at Creek Masons on TikTok and at Creek Masons on Instagram. Check him out. He's doing some awesome fucking shit, and I'm very excited to say that. 
uh, we have two Adeptus makers contributing arts and services and leaning into the governance of this organization. I couldn't ask for a better partner. The third in the series is I'm a Creep. Described by more than one Creek Mason as self-eviscerating, this essay tackles the question of whether alienation is a permanent feature of a liminal disposition. Can a liminal trickster mystic ever belong? Probably not among the popular kids, but it seems there's even difficulty for us in feeling oneness with a group like the Creek Masons, which is itself kind of full of weirdos. The fourth essay, now published is titled Reifying the Liminal and Seeking Fine, inspired by the lyrics of the Indigo Girls' Closer to Fine. There's more than one answer to these questions, and the less I seek my source from some definitive, the closer I am to fine. That essay will expand on the creep essay's question of what it means to build something in the liminal, on how important it is as we transition into the Aquarian Aeon to cultivate our own silly little sangha of creative householder seekers. When it comes to any one of these essays I've just listed, I've purposefully pursued the role of figurehead. Rather than unilaterally author the vibe of our group, I try to synthesize and give voice to currents that I see as already present. And I didn't write this in the essay, but the reason for this is that the next Buddha is the Sangha. You'll get the sense through these canonical Creek Masons pieces of how the idea of what the Creek Masons are has evolved since the word was coined over a decade ago. There are some other documents out there that describe the decentralized content collective the Creek Masons is beginning to become and the liminal trickster mystic subculture to which I believe we belong, but I don't consider those canonical. There has to be an element of personal essay-style narrative to the post for it to qualify, a balance of vulnerable introspection and exploration of the Creek Mason and cultural trends, as if more can be learned about either by studying the other. Still, uh, since I'm going to pin this to the top of the blog for now, I'm not going to miss the chance to link those other pieces. Uh, So if you do go to creekmasons.substack.com, you'll find this piece pinned and you can Uh, check out those links that I just listed. And in the same vein, I'd like to use this opportunity to share the best articulation we've arrived at of our mission. This comes from a heavily commented Google Doc that the Creek Masons have been collaborating on over on Discord. The Creek Mason Content Collective aspires to produce, publish, and promote anything related to deconstructing assumptions that lead to stagnancy and despair, alchemizing our collective and individual trauma, horror, and shadow, developing individual self-determination, self-trust, and agency that is balanced with an acknowledgement of, accountability to, and unity with the all, and thereby manifesting an age of both self and universal love, creating content, that is, that puts words center sage. Podcasts, books, blogs, vlogs. That's who we are now. Let's take a look at how it started. Who we are. Barely off the beaten path, I built myself a seat. A chair composed of stones I found lying in the creek. Now it's become a kingly throne from which I oversee the realm of pseudo-nature, my favorite place to be. I didn't take kingship seriously. 
I didn't even stop at a single article of Flintstones furniture. I ended up building a seat for my best friend next. Then, addicted to rolling boulders the size of a full-grown human gone fetal, I added a three-seat couch to complete a socially optimal circle that made passing the chillum easier. The thrones will probably outlast me. I started to think I might have built something cool when I came down to move more rocks one day, and there was a different group of stoners lounging at the spot and passing around a foot-long bong. That was a decade ago. I moved back to that suburb recently and decided to check on the realm of pseudo-nature. It turned out someone else is now maintaining them, even making improvements. That's what being a Creek Mason is about. Finding a small, disregarded corner of the world, making a little better, and yielding ownership to whoever needs a place of escape next. It's about finding a liminal space amidst attitudes exemplified by sober, domesticated suburban lawns and experiencing a moment of disconnection from what Douglas Rushkoff calls the machine. A moment of peace. Look for moments of connection with others who use the spot, both with you and while you aren't there. Others who you've made a hair more comfortable by moving a stone. And that's all it takes to become initiated into the Creek Masons. You have to move one rock with the intention to improve your surroundings. If you don't have a creek handy, your rock can be anything. Maybe you pre-bust your plates at a restaurant by stacking them at the end of the table. You might push not just your cart to its corral, but another curbed thoughtlessly in the grocery store parking lot. You could simply contribute to an atmosphere of compassion and acceptance in an online space drifting toward vitriol. This is your home. If you're feeling disenfranchised, disillusioned, and despairing while watching the culture war from the sidelines. Do you feel like you're the only one who sees how we all fit together? You're welcome here. If you're someone interested in an idealistic big picture, but turned off by your allies' demonization of your supposed ideological opponents, you belong here if you're hungry to discuss relationships, religion, politics, societal issues, and current events without being shouted down for displaying compassion toward the elements of every side that represent a good faith grievance with the status quo. Every Creek Mason knows the keen sting of loneliness that comes from embodying a polygnostic mindset defined as believing simultaneously that every view, belief, and person has value. The Creek Mason ethos dictates that it matters less what you believe and more how you interact with others who exhibit differences in opinion. The writing here is for people from all directions, on all spectrums, but Sort of like Al-Anon, it seeks to fill a need for a support group for those who've lost a loved one to addictive, algorithm-driven radicalization and is meant to be a place where true radical inclusion can thrive. Accordingly, the extent of my personal mission is simple, to make at least one person feel a little less alone. Lift up anything heavy, find a way to make a stranger more comfortable. Let's build something better together. So that's the first essay uh, that belongs amongst the canonical Creek Mason pieces. And you can find the others here uh, over the next couple weeks. I have one to read uh, for the entire rest of the year. And then we are coming in strong. Don't forget, the Nodes in the Net podcast returns with guests coming in January. You're going to love it. I'm very excited. And I can't wait to see you there. 
I can't wait to see you on Discord. Uh, if you're not initiated into the Creek Masons yet, creekmasons.substack.com has a little button that says initiate yourself, and that'll take you to the Discord. That'll give you a link to join your your cult, <laughs> join your sangha, join your satsang, whatever you want to call us, join your creative coven. Uh, we need your voice, and we need your unique liminal trickster mystic contributions. Uh, so I'll see you online and, you know, follow JT at Creek Masons on, on TikTok and Insta. Follow me on the Substack and follow, what is it? The North Star toward Bethlehem. I guess that's the part of the year we're in, uh, given that this is America where the Christians rule. <laughs> okay, uh, enough rambling. I hope you have a wonderful week.